This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well, there is one agricultural crop that season's already begun, maple syrup. How you doing, everybody? Five minutes after 5 o'clock on a Tuesday morning. It's the 19th day of March. And yes, because of the weather fluctuations we've experienced, we've got the maple syrup season going. Official tree tapping around the state of Wisconsin kind of happened over the weekend up in Reedsburg. We're talking about it before 6 o'clock. We're also catching up with our man Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com. Speaking of weather, what do we have to look forward to today? Well, daytime highs today under partly sunny skies should be around 48 degrees. Tonight, overnight lows down to 29 Tomorrow, we've got a chance of rain or snow early in the day, but otherwise a partly sunny day on Wednesday. 50 are expected high by the end of the week. Could be up to 60 degrees. Now, we don't want it to get too warm too fast or our maple syrup season is going to be amended quite a little bit. But we'll talk about that with Stumacher Ag Meteorologist in about 15 minutes. When you think of Palmer Amaranth, Water Hemp, Ragweed, and Mare's Tail, doesn't it just make you want to give them the pounding they deserve? Now you can with Diflex Duo Herbicide. It's the post-emergence corn herbicide with two proven sites of action. So you get powerful control of the toughest weeds, built-in resistance management, and excellent crop safety. So don't just hit weeds. Pound them like never before with Diflex Duo. Learn more at DiflexDuo.us. Always read and follow label instructions. You know what? Each and every one of you could become a hero. What am I talking about? I'm talking about having the discussion and making the decision to be an organ, tissue, and eye donor. Across the state of Wisconsin, there's more than 3,000 Wisconsinites right now waiting for an organ, tissue, or eye donation, and you could be their hero. One person can save as many as eight lives through organ donation and improve 75 lives through tissue and eye donation. But listen, it's a decision that you have to make so your family doesn't have to make it for you. It's simple and easy to do. Register now. Get online. Donate LifeWisconsin.org. Register today. It's fast. It's easy. Just jump online. Donate LifeWisconsin.org. That's Donate LifeWisconsin.org. You not only become a hero in your family today, you become someone else's hero in the future. Local commercial knowledge with local experience. That's how Rural Mutual Insurance has been protecting businesses in Wisconsin since 1934. If something unexpected happens to your business, wouldn't you want to be protected by a local company that knows you and your needs? Rural Mutual is the number one writer of farms and the third largest writer of commercial business in the state of Wisconsin. We only do business in Wisconsin, so premiums paid here stay here. To keep Wisconsin strong, contact your local Rural Mutual Insurance expert or visit us at RuralMutual.com to learn how you can protect what matters most. Probably not a busier organization dealing with farmers around Wisconsin than the Farm Service Agency offices. From the government shutdown to partial reopening to implementing the Farm Bill, they're busy. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And Pam, I'm not sure if they got it completely figured out yet. Yeah, honestly, Bob, fabulous. Farm Bay Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Uh, no kidding. That's why I decided to catch up with Sandy Chalmers. She is, of course, the state executive director for our Wisconsin Farm Service Agency offices. And, you know, although uh, we talked off microphone about the frustrations of trying to keep everything going forward with that government shutdown and with the lack of uh, implementing rules on the 2018 Farm Bill, 
She says they've been more than a little busy just trying to take care of day-to-day paperwork that they know has to be completed. And let's not forget, they've also been busy collecting all the damage reports from farms across the state after this wicked winter in Wisconsin. Well, our initial project when we got back to work and after the shutdown was to uh, get caught up on market facilitation program payments. Uh, We had a number of requests for commodities loans, and um, some loan loan applications had been submitted to us. So um, there, w- I would call it catch-up, not uh, uh, a backlog that was okay. impossible to work through. So I feel like we're, we're in a good spot right now. Um, our, our loan applications are actually down mm-hmm. a little bit from last year, and that could be a number of things um, triggering that. But um, one thing is that the new farm bill just passed at the end of 2018 makes uh, increases loan limits for farmers, which you know would be will be very welcome to many. And it, it could be that a lot of lenders were waiting for us to implement those higher loan limits before they sent the loan applications in. So um, that helped us get caught up more quickly. Uh, but right now we're in a good spot and just really looking forward to implementing the provisions of the new farm bill. The other caveat, because you're in Wisconsin, you are the information gathering spot for all the damage done by the heavy snow and the and the wicked winter. Give me, I know that you've probably got numbers that are in being processed now. Give me your sense, Sandy, talking with other county offices that have been impacted. What's your sense on numbers? Are we going to get to that trigger where we might have to declare disaster? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we're still getting reports in from farmers after the snow uh, last weekend. But uh, snowstorm after snowstorm after snowstorm um, fell, and and it seems like the most impacted areas: Trempolo, Buffalo, Chippewa, that that part of the um, western part of the state. Um, we had a number of barns collapse or roof partially caved in. Um, many, many machine sheds, pole sheds, lean-tos, uh, heifer barns, and of course some freestall barns as well. Um, I looked this morning to see kind of where we are. We have reports from uh, 160 producers on building damage alone, and many producers reported multiple structures, either down or severely damaged. So you think about what happens when a building collapses. There's also uh, damage to machinery and, of of course, livestock losses. How long will you be gathering that information? Because we're just now starting to feel a bit of a thaw where we can really start to see some, you know, and it could could be water pipes, could be a lot of those things. How long do you expect to be gathering these kinds of damage reports, Sandy? I think we're at a spot now where we can adequately document the weather event itself and the the fact that multiple producers in multiple counties have seen damage to structures and livestock losses. Um, so we're we're putting together a package now um, because there were no crop losses, you know, associated with this. It wouldn't be a secretarial des- designation. Um, it's a request that would go to the administrator. Um, but remember, a disaster designation with USDA makes ava- uh, available low-interest emergency loans. We have a number of disaster programs that are available 
whether there's a, a disaster designation or not. So we recommend that producers with livestock losses especially give us a call and report their losses. We can get that on record. We can get through the paperwork. And we can also walk a producer through the various programs and the provisions that may apply to them, given their unique situation. And, uh, you know, we don't expect a producer to have memorized all these different programs and the changes that, that are always happening. But let us walk you through that process one-on-one, and we'll, we'll do whatever we can to help you get back on your feet. Let's talk a little bit about those loans. You mentioned that although the application value might be down a little bit, We're still not in the fields. We still may see a lot of paperwork coming your way. How do FSA low interest loans work? Uh, does it, do I have to be refused by my lenders everywhere else? Uh, do my lenders have to send that paperwork in? Is it only, uh, on certain things? Give us a little sense on those options, Sandy, because there may be folks out there that never in their wildest dreams thought of tapping into that opportunity, but this year they may have to. Yeah, and our our lending partners have already said you can expect us to send more guarantees requests your way, which is was is great, and we want to see that happen. Um, uh, FSA loans are available to producers who do not qualify for commercial credit. Um, I I believe at some point they have to sign a document state certifying that that has occurred, but we try to make it as easy as possible. Um, What's most important at this point is that producers give us a call and make a, make an appointment to talk to a loan officer, and we'll sit down with you, go through your year-end documents, um, see how we might make things work for you, um, and do that before you start to fill out any paperwork. Let us walk you through the process. Um, we'll look at your balance sheets, look at your off-farm income, and just see what we can do for you. So check in with your local county Farm Service Agency office on that. Where are we going from here, Sandy? We mentioned that uh, your offices are still kind of held hostage on what is really going to happen of the 2018 Farm Bill. The implementation is still in process. What do you know? What do you hear? What do you expect before spring or maybe by spring? Well... There, I wouldn't call it being held hostage. There are just a number of decisions that have to be made in Washington. Regulations have to be written and published. And, um, you know, that just takes a little bit of time. Um, right now, what we're doing here is starting to plan for rollout of that important dairy program. And we're talking about how we can get producers in to get them signed up. We're talking about all the outreach and education that needs to be done in advance. Um, what kind of information producers, producers will need to make their decisions on the new dairy program. So we're doing what we can now to prepare for sign up. And the secretary has said repeatedly that the dairy program is at the top of the list when it comes to implementing the new farm bill. So producers should be tuned in and watching uh, for for announcements because they'll start to come here pretty quick. And then once we do get some of that information, Sandy, are you planning on mobilizing your staff to do educational meetings? I mean, it's not just dairy that's impacted by this farm bill. I was teasing Sandy about, you know, we're past the crop insurance deadline, and I still don't know about ARC PLC changes. You're in the same boat. Are you going to be addressing not just dairy, but a lot of the 
implementation of the 2018 Farm Bill? Mm -hmm. We will have county-level meetings for producers. That's going to be so important as the number of coverage options have expanded Mm -hmm. so so much. And um, in addition, producers will be able to use dairy revenue protection or livestock gross margin dairy, kind of layer that on top Mm -hmm. of uh, the new dairy margin coverage program. So there's a lot to walk through with producers. And of course, the more information they have in advance, the better. And um, it's one of my personal priorities to get producers that timely information, accurate information, so they can make good decisions they feel comfortable with. They are still waiting for final details on implementing the 2018 Farm Bill. They are still collecting your data on any damage done because of this nasty weather we had in Wisconsin. Livestock loss, uh, damages done to your buildings, uh, any of that, please get that to your county farm service agency office right away. And uh, we will wait for the educational process to pick up once they get the details this spring. In studio with us, Sandy Chalmers from the Wisconsin Farm Service Agency head office in Madison. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Have you been seeing ads for non-surgical body contouring popping up all over the place? How do you choose the right clinic and right treatment with so many options now? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Cool Sculpting has been around for over 10 years. At our clinic alone, we've performed over 1,000 treatments and continue to be amazed at the results. With many other devices, fat reduction is attempted through heat. In our experience, results can be very inconsistent and oftentimes only shrink fat cells rather than cause fat cell death, as in Cool Sculpting. Shrunken fat cells return with even a small amount of weight gain, whereas removed fat cells do not. Go with the treatment that has long-term proven results rather than the fat of the week. Choosing Cool Sculpting at Rejuvenation Clinic will provide you with the best chance of success. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. It all began with a guy and a truck. He was friendly, reliable, and most importantly, he fixed people's plumbing problems. But there were more plumbing problems out there, and more people needed help. So one truck became two. More dripping faucets and running toilets. More plumbing problems fixed and homeowners satisfied. Two trucks became four, which became ten. And now all kinds of Benjamin plumbing trucks filled with experts. When one of those shiny Benjamin trucks pulls up, you know your plumbing problems are over. And that Dale Benjamin, just like founding father Ralph Benjamin, is still standing behind it all. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Filling your daily quota of cows and sows, it's the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 520 as we get started on a Tuesday morning and time to find out what's coming our way weather-wise. Dumak Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. And I'll tell you what, I was kind of thinking about that. I got a story after 530 talking about Wisconsin's maple syrup season. Kind of officially started over the weekend up by Reedsburg. This is the kind of weather our maple syrup producers want, hey? 
Oh, it sure is. They'd all be really happy to not have to deal with mud, but the temperatures are finally working for them. Yeah, I think everybody would be happy to not have to deal with this mud, but that sounds like it's going to stick around for a while. It is. We're not going to shed that off, and of course, there's still snow to melt. Uh, a lot more snow once you head up north of the Fox Valley, north of Highway 29 especially. So there's still a lot of winter out there. And temperatures that stay mild mean a lot of melting snow and the like. Yet further north, we are going to see a small rain chance here as well. There are a couple of low-pressure systems. One just out in the western edge of Kansas, another up off northwest Minnesota and Canada. Each of them move east and will tomorrow lead to a small chance of some very light rain. Oh, lacrosse, Boston, over to eastern Wisconsin, there could be a few snowflakes. A little rain chance, not going to amount to much, a tenth of an inch. But then we see those temperatures warm even more for the end of the week. I'll have forecast details right after this. Join the fabulous farm babe, Pam Yonke, at this year's exciting WPS Farm Show, March 26th through the 28th at the EAA Grounds in Oshkosh. Pam will be live in the booth with Focus on Energy, Wednesday morning from 9 until 10.30 a.m. So stop on by to say hello and learn about all the Focus on Energy cash incentives to grow your agribusiness's energy efficiency and save you money. Focus on Energy, partnering with Wisconsin Utilities to help residents and businesses reduce energy waste. See you this year at the WPS Farm Show. I'm guessing that most people can figure out that I'm a dog person, but really I'm a any animal person. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for the UW School of Veterinary Medicine. But dogs have always had a part in my life from the farm to today. That's why I was really excited to hear about the cutting-edge research going on now at the School of Veterinary Medicine with Dr. David Vale. He's working on a canine cancer vaccine. Can you imagine not having to treat animals with cancer, but instead being able to prevent it? That's just one example of the cutting-edge research right here in our community. But listen, they need more space to move forward with this kind of research. And that's where you come in. It's not just about donating money. It's also about creating conversations in our state. You can write a letter, send an email, make a phone call to your elected officials, letting them know that the UW School of Veterinary Medicine is out of space and needs to expand. Want more details? Jump online. Animals need heroes too. T-O-O.com. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. We grew up here, and many of us are farm kids through and through. So whether you have one acre or a thousand. Whether you're building a house or a legacy. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. And And we're we're ready ready to to champion champion rural together. together. Learn more at Compere.com. Compere Financial, equal credit opportunity lender. All righty, Stu, let's have some more details on the forecast. Well, those temperatures sound pretty nice. A few more clouds in the south yet this morning, but skies mostly sunny north become mostly sunny south. Upper 40s today, just shy of 50. Southwest winds at 5 to 10. Partly cloudy overnight. Back just into the upper 20s. The southwest winds at 5 to 10. Here comes that little system. One south, one north. Skies becoming mostly cloudy. A bit of very light rain. Maybe some snowflakes. Lacrosse, Mauston, over to Oshkosh and Fond du Lac in the morning. More likely a little rain late. Later in the day, everywhere else, mid-40s tomorrow with the clouds and that precip. Southwest winds become west, 5 to 15. Back to sunny on Thursday and in the upper 40s with a light west breeze. Sunny and low 50s on Friday, Pam. Another chance of some rain. Looks like it shows up to wrap up the weekend. Yeah, like I said, we're not getting away from the mud, that's for sure. No, and we're going to keep making it with every one of these days that are warmer. <laughs> All right, buddy, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks. See ya.
Stumaktsar, Ag Meteorologist, with those weather details. Lacrosse, you're waking up with clear skies this morning, currently sitting at 28 degrees. Mauston, clear and 28. In Fond du Lac this morning, you're also waking up with clear skies, if I can get there, and currently looking at 28 degrees. little cooler to the touch, though. Feels like 23. Oshkosh is at 28. Madison is at 30 degrees. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. I've always had it in the back of my mind of wanting to do it. I wanted to wait till I was done having kids. My husband and I talked about it, and it was just something that it was time to do and, yeah, fix things, make them beautiful again. <laughs> I decided on the Ideal Implant because it was best for my body type. Before I had the Ideal Implants, I was very self-conscious about just being in a swimsuit or being around my husband. So I was very clear with Dr. Bartell that I wanted to look natural, not fake or overwhelming. I wanted it to fit my body. It's given me definitely more confidence in who I am since I've had the ideal implant. Dr. Bartell gave me my body back. Now after having kids, I can really enjoy my body again. Dr. Thomas Bartell specializes exclusively in surgical body recontouring procedures and is an ideal implant premier surgeon. For more information, go to drbartell.com. Bent spoons, jewelry, Legos. Over the years, your friends at Benjamin Plumbing have found all sorts of items that can obstruct a garbage disposal. Hey, it's an everyday common occurrence. When your pulverizing garbage disposal comes to a grinding halt, Benjamin Plumbing will dispatch one of their capable service techs to check things out. It could be an interesting discovery, or it could be your old garbage disposal has simply seen its last day. And not to worry, the majority of Benjamin Plumbing's residential repairs are more affordable than you might think. Plus, they stand by their work with a warranty on all parts, labor, and repairs. Grumpy garbage disposal? Contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. The hardest working people in America deserve the hardest working products. Blaine's Farm and Fleet has the hard working automotive and hardware parts and supplies you need to keep your job moving along. Get 15% off all Hillman Steelworks and Shapes. Be prepared for any job with a 26-piece performance tool screwdriver set. Comes with slotted, Phillips, and star heads and a freestanding storage rack. It's $16.99. Pick up an M18 Fuel High Torque Half-Inch Impact Wrench Kit. It's $349 after $100 bundle savings when you buy a qualifying accessory. And get a DeWalt Adjustable Height Shop Stool with casters. It's $74.99. Also at Blaine's Farm and Fleet this week, check out this great doorbuster deal. Get a Milwaukee M18 Fuel Half-Inch Hammer Drill Impact Combo Kit for just $2.99 after $100 bundle savings when you buy a qualifying accessory. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. You want to talk adventure? Let's talk Alaska. Pam Yankee reminding you that space is going fast for our agriculture adventure to Alaska, August 20th through September 1st. We'll enjoy the Alaska State Fair, the Alaska Flower Company, and of course, Denali National Park. Don't forget about the three-night Holland America cruise that takes us to places like Ketchikan and Skagway. It's all available to you, but... 
you need to get on my list. And if you sign up by March 31st, you'll save $400 per person to come along. Now, we've got free travel meetings coming up. Tuesday, March 12th, Madison, Comfort Inn and Suites off East Washington Avenue. Wednesday, March 13th, Janesville Convention Center and the Platteville Pioneer Lanes. On the 14th, Thursday, we'll be at the Best Western in Portage and the Voyager Inn in Reedsburg. Find details at fabulousfarmbabe.net right there on my homepage or call Holiday Vacations today, 800-826-2266 and come along. Every last inch counts. Maximum exposure is essential. From the top to the bottom, you don't want to miss a second of the action. At the Red Zone on Regent, they have TVs on almost every inch of the walls. For every Packer or Badger game, head to the Red Zone. That way you'll have the best seat in the house no matter what. Park free for all Badger home basketball and hockey games. And get a ride on the shuttle free. Go to theredzonemadison.com for details. The Red Zone Madison on Regent. We're in the zone. White mold, sudden death syndrome, root rot. If you raise soybeans, it may seem like you have all the cards stacked against you when it comes to disease. But did you know there is a new cost-effective seed treatment which can help prevent all three? Heads Up Seed Treatment offers a new proactive approach for dealing with fungal and bacterial diseases. Compatible with other seed treatments, hedge your bet against disease this spring. Ask your dealer for Heads Up today. To locate a dealer, visit HeadsUpST.com. Welcome in our... Badger Insider, R.J. Brockman. Morning, Arch. Hey, how's it going? Uh, great. Uh, I'm just happy. Well, I'm happy for a lot of fronts today. I love March Madness. Uh, but I'm most happy that they went back to a traditional selection Sunday, just revealing the <laughs> you didn't, brackets. You didn't like the alphabetical list the, where you can look at it and just be like, well, I can turn this show off. Right. The studio <laughs> audience, alphabetical order, no concept of a bracket, just throw like a rolling like ticker, like a stock ticker yeah. of teams, what they did last year. Probably the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Thank well, God they I went mean, back to the brackets it this was, year. It was all for the the money of sponsorship dollars and probably fitting extra commercials into the into the broadcast there. But I, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I think after enough backlash, um, they decided to go back to the old way. And I, I did like how in the broadcast, they didn't call the the first four the first round. In the broadcast, they called them the first uh, the first four playing. games. Did they, did they, I think they went, used the yeah. word playing because they, 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 they kept, used to call that the first round. Yeah. And even though the first round, the first round is Wisconsin playing Oregon. Yeah, but in the last couple of years, since these dopey playing games, they started. They called that the first round. So then they would call that the round of sixty four. Mm-hmm. But I believe you're correct. I if memory serves, I think they did call those playing games, which yeah. means now they've reverted back I, yeah, to the first round. I heard them call them the first first four games, the playing games, and like at least on the broadcast, they weren't calling it the first round. So that that was awesome to see. It's just nice to hear, you know, the John Q public heard and then people are like, Yeah, I mean, this just sounds stupid. So let's go with what we should say, not what we're going to be paid to say. Yeah, I agree. All right, so then we saw Wisconsin uh, about where we expected to see it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we've been talking about this all morning that, you know, I I, I know college basketball. I don't know enough to say, you know, is Oregon better than, than Liberty, Murray State, or New Mexico State, the other 12 states. What I do know enough about college basketball is to say if they can get through that game, and it's Kansas State or UC Irvine. That's a much better matchup than any of the other potential second round matchups they would have had. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of people are, are jumping on Oregon. 
um, in the first round. I want to get your opinion on that. But as far as the overall bracket, I thought it was a pretty fair draw for Wisconsin. Yeah, uh, like like you said, uh, this this first round matchup might be the toughest one, and then looking at the the second matchup with Kansas State or uh, UC, UC Irvine. Irvine. Yeah, was, the Anteaters are yeah. Uh, it it could be a more favorable matchup in the second round. So, uh, I, in looking at it, yeah, you're a little upset that maybe the Badgers are a five seed. I thought they would have been a four seed. Uh, Having given the fact that you only really lost to the number one seed in your conference tournament uh, as of late, and uh, I mean your only losses outside of Indiana uh, were to uh, the the two teams that finished first and second in your uh, conference, as well as uh, finished uh, second in in the the tournament. So. Uh, I, I thought Wisconsin would have been a four seed, much like everybody else thought they would have. Uh, but five seed can't really fault that; it's not too far away. Um, and looking at this matchup on paper, and I know that's it's a little easier to to do. And Wisconsin, with all the matrixes, all the Ken Palms, all the net ratings, uh on paper are a much better team than Oregon. And if if you then go and watch the film, it looks like Oregon is just head over heels uh, better than Wisconsin uh, as of late in watching what we've seen Wisconsin become an ISO team. Uh, and only really one person I've heard on a broadcast Call basically. I don't know if you want to call, say call out, but at least say what a lot of other people have been thinking that have been watching the Badgers all year. They can't run their offense when their best player is on the floor because he has no outside shot. Um, and I think that shows. That, and against Nebraska, we saw Wisconsin actually run the swing a few times, and it worked. You had your guards going in low. Uh, uh, Brevin Pritzel looked good. Kobe King looked good. Uh, your your two glue guys who uh, should be getting more minutes that guard has always said uh, ended up propelling you through that game pretty much. And then uh, against Michigan State, you didn't let them play. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. Well, Bryce Knorr, commodity specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com, is going to check in with us live via Skype before 6 o'clock. What's the market talking about this morning? He'll bring us the update. Uh, weather-wise, it looks pretty good today. Partly sunny skies will bounce up to around 48 degrees today. Of course, there are still plenty of areas that are watching the snow melt very, very cautiously. River flood warnings in effect for a lot of our listing area through the day today. I'm PM Yankee. Now, from Landmark Services Cooperative Agri News Desk, here's what's happening on a Tuesday. The one noteworthy item that I noticed this morning on this date back in 1962, Bob Dylan released his first album. Why do I bring it up? Because Bob Dylan's still around. I was not even born in 1962, and he already had his first album out, and now you know. Well, what you may also know is as the weather warms up during the day, cools down overnight, Wisconsin's very first agricultural crop begins its season, maple syrup. Over the weekend in Reedsburg, they had the official tree tapping for the state of Wisconsin. It was a well-attended proclamation presented the whole nine yards. 
Farm broadcaster Denny Guy joins us this morning and reminds us Canada, whose national flag represents this time of year with their maple leaf, is already underway with their maple syrup season. The sap is flowing in the sugar bush. Canada supplies nearly three-quarters of the world's maple syrup, a fact so well-known that the prominent red symbol displayed at the center of Canada's flag is a sugar maple tree leaf. The majority of Canada's syrup is exported, with about half of that syrup going to the U.S. Maple syrup can be produced from any maple tree, but it's the hard maple varieties, including the sugar maple, that produces the so-called amber light syrup that commands the market premium. And these trees are native to and found primarily in eastern Canada and the northeastern states. Brian Bainborough taps about 3,500 hard maples at his Maple Ridge farm on Manitoulin Island at the top end of Lake Huron. Bainborough sits on the north North American Maple Syrup Council as the current president of the Ontario Maple Syrup Producers. He says that after a snowy, cold February and early March, the sap is just starting to flow. We're just starting. It's been a little bit slower getting going this year because it was so cold, but pretty much everywhere is uh, having sap flows now. It's in the time frame. It's always March to April. The perfect conditions are plus 5 during the day and minus 5 at night. A minus 5 to plus 5 Celsius range equates to about a 15 degree Fahrenheit swing from around 25 nighttime temperatures to above 40 degrees daytime. Adjacent to the sugar bush is the requisite sugar shack, where the sap is boiled to evaporate the water into concentrate to make syrup. A general rule of thumb is it takes 40 gallons of sap to make a gallon of syrup. Because Bainborough packages and retails his own finished product rather than wholesaling the raw sap, his maple sap goes through two stages before it's boiled. I filter all my sap, and then it goes through a reverse osmosis machine to remove about 75% of the water, and then it's boiled over a wood-fired, high-intensity evaporator. So whether you do that by boiling it off to get to that or by using a reverse osmosis and boiling, any of those methods will work. The maple syrup producer's community is broad, ranging from just a few tapped trees with hanging buckets to over 100,000 tapped trees networked with tube lines feeding large vats. Bainborough's sugar bush has more than a century of maple syrup production history, but he says that just like winemakers, it's not just the quantity. In the end, it's the quality that really counts. Still lots of producers, small hobbies. The difference between buckets and tubing system is you're going to get more sap using tubing system than you will on buckets. No matter what size of producer you are, you still want to make a quality product. Maple syrup season will continue through until the buds come out on the trees. Reporting from Canada, I'm Dennis Guy. Good deal, Denny. Thank you very much. It's coming up on 540. We'll take a quick break, a market recap in just moments, and then Bryce Knorr before 6. To the soybean farmer who knows the early rise, who's there even when times are hardest. Whose fingers bless Wisconsin soil. Who sows in our hearts and grows for our children. To the soybean farmer, we stand with you. Strengthen the voice of Wisconsin farmers. Join the Wisconsin Soybean Program at wisoybean.org. 
Celebrating 100 years, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It's a grassroots organization of people just like you and me who care about keeping agriculture strong. Joining the Farm Bureau can also qualify you for a number of money-saving member benefits that include discounts on insurance, travel, even equipment. Farm Bureau proud for 100 years. Become a member today at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers. A vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. When their employees live where you live, that's Wisconsin Strong. When they support the local community by giving back, that's Wisconsin Strong. When your insurance premiums stay here, that's keeping Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual has been voted one of the top 50 insurance companies in the nation for auto, home, business, and farm insurance for the 10th year in a row. Their local agents and local employees make us Wisconsin Strong. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. When you think of Palmer Amaranth, water hemp, ragweed, and mare's tail, doesn't it just make you want to give them the pounding they deserve? Now you can with Diflex Duo Herbicide. It's the post-emergence corn herbicide with two proven sites of action. So you get powerful control of the toughest weeds, built-in resistance management, and excellent crop safety. So don't just hit weeds. Pound them like never before with Diflex Duo. Learn more at DiflexDuo.us. Always read and follow label instructions. 542 on the clock. Could African swine fever make its way into the United States? I'll tell you what, our U.S. pork industry, very concerned about the latest developments on that. I'll give you details in just a moment. First, let's catch up with Mark Ophold and find out what else the market's talking about this Tuesday morning. Well, thank you very much. Let me start with some positive news today. This is the last full day of winter. As I mentioned yesterday, that certainly doesn't look like spring is even close in a lot of areas. Well, while China trade is grabbing headlines here day-to-day, planting delays will move to the forefront. We think if December corn falls back toward that 390 level, that might be a buy zone. Fund traders still building big net short positions in soybeans. Any delays getting corn in the ground usually means more beans, unless, of course, pre-applied chemicals prohibit that. Support on November today, we look to start near yesterday. Yesterday's low of 9.35 and a half. Russian wheat export prices declined again last week. Very favorable worldwide. U.S. wheat export prices actually gained ground. This is the bottom line report. Muddy feedlot conditions from melting snow in the north or heavy rain in the central and southern regions supporting the cash and futures trade. Even under normal conditions, though, futures look overbought in our view. We'll continue to watch those hog futures for that back and fill action that we mentioned last week. The number of breeding sows in China dropped 5% in January, and they dropped another 19% in February. It's not hard to paint a bullish scenario if that trend continues during the month of March. And that's how we see it on this Tuesday. That's the bottom line. I'm Mark Oppold, wishing you a profitable day. Very good. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate that. So I mentioned earlier that pork producers across the United States have a lot of anxiety these days. African swine fever. And then this story from the U.S. Customs and Border Protection folks. They seized about a million pounds of illegal products containing pork from China. They say they're worried it may contain African swine fever. What's really concerning is the pork came into the United States in more than 50 shipping containers with different products, including ramen noodles and laundry detergent. It happened over the past few weeks at a port in Newark, New Jersey. Fortunately, hopefully, the Customs and Border Protection folks have 
caught it all, but that's a big concern our U.S. pork industry has. Markets in overnight electronic trade can't pick a direction. December corn's unchanged, 394 and three quarters. November beans down two and a quarter right now at 936 and three quarters. July new crop wheat, that's up two and a quarter cents, 465 and three quarters. No change on barrel or block cheese prices yesterday. The double A butter did go up a half a cent to 228 and a half per pound. Right now, fluid milk for April is up six at 1481. May milk's unchanged. Have to get out to August before you see fluid milk contracts at or above the $16 mark as far as fluid milk contracts are concerned. What else is the market talking about this morning? Bryce Norris next. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. The Army National Guard is committed to keeping the country safe and our communities secure. Composed of hundreds of thousands of citizen soldiers from all walks of life and in every corner of America, the Guard is always ready to respond to local or national emergencies. The Army National Guard reacts to domestic operations in each of America's 54 states and territories, including Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, Guam, and the District of Columbia. Each state National Guard's unique domestic role is to act as the first line of defense in support of civil authorities in their state. The Guard's emergency responses include Search and rescue missions for floods, combating wildfires, hurricane and tornado recovery, and the presidential inauguration. The Army National Guard. We are always ready. We are always there. And in every state and territory, we stand guard for our communities. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. Smog. Garbage. Sewers, car exhaust. Today's world puts our sense of smell on overload. Luckily, there are places we can go to refocus our senses. Our national wildlife refuges. When you visit, your nose will instantly recognize the purity of nature. Bask in the aromatic scent of the black pine trees blowing in the wind. Detect the sweet fragrance of primroses, wild violets, and blue sage. Smell the fresh salt water in the air as waves crash into rocky shoals. When you smell these things, you're smelling the world the way we found it. With over 500 refuges across America, you don't have to go far to make a special connection with nature. Learn more at fws.gov refuges. That's fws.gov refuges. She's like your older sister, but louder. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 547 now on a Tuesday morning and time to find out what kind of news the market's discussing before the opening bell. Bryce Nora, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com, kind enough to join us live via Skype. So let's start off with what everybody's talking about, Bryce, and that is weather. Uh, wall-to-wall coverage on weather in the Plain States over the weekend because of the dramatic flooding that was taking place, uh, following a lot of wind damage. Uh, I'm assuming the market is not turning a blind eye to that. No, but they're not really getting too excited about it uh, at the moment uh, because uh, uh, the crops uh, aren't planted or growing yet. So kind of hard uh, for traders really to factor in what this means when the flood water recedes. Likely uh, some winter wheat has been damaged in parts of Kansas, uh, South Dakota, and Nebraska, uh, but 
yeah, again, until uh, we actually uh, see what's uh, up and growing in a month or two, difficult for the trade to get worked up about it, especially when we still have burdensome supplies of uh, soybeans and wheat and even corn. Yeah, uh, the flooding, though, has got to be still a continuous issue when it comes to transportation, though, huh? Right. We've got uh, uh, the mid-Mississippi uh, basically closed uh, uh, from uh, Muscatine, Iowa to Burlington, Iowa, where major uh, floodwaters are being noted. Uh, high water, an issue really along the entire length of the river. Uh, so this is a time uh, when we should be uh, moving uh, grain barges south and uh, empties north as well as uh, fertilizer so all those transportation issues uh, coming to a, a head here just at the wrong time. And it's not a situation that's going to end quickly because we still have a large snowpack to melt in the upper Midwest. And uh, after a brief uh, respite this week uh, uh, from precipitation, it looks like uh, we're going to go back to a wet pattern uh, for the end of March into early April uh, starting this weekend. So. Uh, we're going to go from basically the frying pan to the fire, it looks like. Hey, uh, did have we done any actual structural damage to any lock, dam, anything that would be a big newsmaker along the major arteries? Well, uh, some of them uh, have been uh, closed for repairs anyway. Uh, haven't really noted anything unusual. There continues to be a lot of difficulties along the Ohio River. Uh, they've had uh, problems really there all year, uh, dating back to last year with their aging lock system. So some of those, uh, uh, some of the main locks there are uh, are closed completely and are going to need need repairs. Uh, that's not necessarily uh, a uh, impact from this recent flooding. That's just something that's systemic at this point. So uh, it does not look like we are going to get any deal done officially with China until maybe April. We'll see. reason I bring it up, Bryce, is you said the Federal Reserve is going to start their meeting today, and that's got to be something that they discuss. Right. The Fed uh, has a two-day meeting, so they'll repay, put out their latest statement on monetary policy, 1 o'clock Chicago time tomorrow. Uh, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell will have a news conference and the meeting participants will put out their uh, projections, the so-called dot patterns, that the market watches very closely because that uh, gives us what the economists are thinking about the direction of not only the economy and interest rates. And there's a real disconnect. Economists uh, think the Fed may ultimately raise interest rates one more time over the next year. The market completely betting in the other direction in terms of what uh, the federal funds futures are trading. That actually shows a 40% chance of the Fed uh, cutting rates, trying to stimulate the economy at some point over the next year. Uh, so a lot of discussion here, but uh, the Fed did not expected to do anything in the near term, really waiting to see what happens uh, with global growth, uh, Brexit, uh, the Chinese uh, negotiations, uh, you name it, uh, all sorts of question marks. What's happening with our energy complex then? You know, now we're kind of starting to turn the corner, even if it doesn't look like it. Uh, we always focus in on diesel. What's happening with energy, Bryce? 
Well, it's not getting any cheaper. Crude oil continuing uh, to move higher, uh, back above uh, $59 a barrel, so that's keeping uh, diesel prices uh, elevated. Uh, just when uh, farmers need it, wholesale prices hovering around $2 a gallon at the uh, the major price points, uh, uh, including Chicago and the, the uh, Group 3. So uh, diesel is expensive, and it looks like uh, OPEC and its allies, that's primarily Russia, are going to be maintaining their production cuts uh, not only uh, into summer, but perhaps extending those for the rest of 2019, trying to offset the increase in production that's coming out of the U.S. So what else are you kind of watching then, Bryce? It seems like we're in a cut between the rock and a hard spot, just not a whole lot of anything that we can discuss. Well, very low-volume trade uh, uh, pulled down the latest uh, uh, preliminary report on volume and open interest. Uh, just 110,000 soybean contracts traded yesterday. That's a very, very low-volume trade. Uh, barely 20,000 options, so not a lot of uh, lot happening in the options market right now. The volatility in soybean options is cheap, so if you need to take a flyer on something, uh, while you're twiddling your thumbs because you're not getting in the field, uh, those soybean options are a relative bargain uh, because the market just doesn't think the prices can rally. Of course, uh, when the the herd is leaning one way, that sometimes uh, <laughs> sometimes can be a good contrary bet. Yeah. Are you hearing anything else from farmers? I, I said, Bryce, it, it'd be nice if we could get a little spring planting update. You said the only place that anything's on the radar is Texas. Right. Uh, they're having some nice warm weather down there as well, so maybe we just all ought to pack it up and <laughs> head down to spring break at uh, Padre Island. Uh, planting, planting in Texas got off to a slow start because uh, they had uh, they had snow and rain and whatnot, but they're actually uh, a little bit faster than normal, although they're behind the, the pace they saw last year. I am with you, my friends. South Padre. Let's pack it up and go. Thanks, Bryce. Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com. Joins us every Tuesday and Thursday to kind of give you a little insight into what's happening in the market or in this situation. Not really happening at all. He'll be updating his uh, comments online a little bit later this morning, about 7.30 Central Time. Farmfutures.com. That's the place that you can find him. All right, tomorrow you will find me right back here. We are going to talk a little bit more on what's happening with uh, opioid addiction. Today, the Region 5 uh, Director of the Health and Human Services Group is going to be in Wisconsin talking with the Farm Bureau and other groups about opioid addiction and how we can battle it in the rural community. We'll touch on that subject just a bit tomorrow. It's 5.55. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.